welcome to the Market Smarter Podcast. I am so happy you're here. On this show, you'll get access to key marketing tips, entrepreneurial insights, and easy to implement business development strategies. I'm your host, Serena, and I'm the CEO and founder of MarketLux, a digital marketing agency that uses a three-pronged methodology of impactful storytelling, cohesive branding, and integrated analytics. So if you're ready to learn how you can better your brand, sit back, relax, and tune in to the latest episode. Our guest today is Leah Sullivan. She's the co-founder of Peachy Keen Swim, a female-founded swimwear line that is made in sweatshop-free conditions and emphasizes body positivity. Leah has managed to source investors and successfully cultivate a community of brand advocates, all while balancing her senior course load at Loyola Marymount University. If you're interested in learning about how socially conscious brands like Peachy Keen Swim are beginning to make a serious impact on the fashion industry, definitely listen to this episode. Hi, Leah. Welcome to the Market Smarter Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. I'm very happy to have you here. I am obsessed with your brand and I'm so excited to talk about it. So thank you for being on. (laughs) Thank you. I want to start off by asking you what inspired you to create the brand Peachy Keen Swim? And also, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what Peachy Keen Swim is? Yeah, definitely. So our brand started a little over two years ago in 2018. Um, My business partners, Summer Delaney and I met studying entrepreneurship at Loyola Marymount. And we were all in an intro entrepreneurship class together where we were given a challenge for the semester to find an industry we really cared about and pick some of the major problems in it and try to find a business model that would solve these problems. And all three of us started working on this and we were all very passionate about the fashion industry. And I was really passionate about the sustainability and workers' rights components of the fashion industry. There's a ton of terrible stuff going on in the industry right now in terms of sustainability and fast fashion and the working conditions related with that. And as we were doing more research, we were realizing how much of an issue there is with advertising in the fashion industry and only seeing a certain body type, only seeing a certain beauty standard represented. And a lot of stores are either plus size stores or standard size stores and just has have a very exclusionary model where you might feel like you can't shop at a store because you're a certain size and it's really just reinforcing a lot of negative views of bodies. And so we realized that there were these really major problems going on in the industry and wanted to find a business that could attempt to solve some of these problems. When we were thinking about, you know, what, what in the fashion industry makes you the most aware of body issues. Definitely swimwear. I feel like unfortunately way too many of us have had experiences going swimwear shopping and just feeling like, oh, I look terrible, you know, just so many negative experiences. And then as we did research, we found out that 
like the top two feelings women feels when we're shopping are self-consciousness and anxiety. And, you know, there's when, when you Google when we're shopping, there's millions of hits on it of just people talking about how terrible of an experience it is. Um, so we thought, all right, like, why don't we try out doing a size inclusive swimwear line that's all made in the U.S., sweatshop free, comes in 10 sizes, which is double what most swimwear stores carry, and just try to be like the antithesis to all of the brands that we've been used to seeing, especially on social media that only celebrate one type of body. So that's, that's how the idea came to be. It's so amazing that you saw this like massive gap in the market. And you guys came together and said, hey, like we should start a brand that actually sort of answers this problem that so many people have when they're shopping for swimwear. And, you know, I've said this on previous episodes of the podcast, but it really blows my mind that more brands do not listen to what consumers want. I think consumers have been saying for so long, please give us better representation. Please show us people wearing the clothing that like look like me, you know, and I, it it just kind of confuses me that more brands don't do it. So I really commend you for stepping up. And obviously it's, it's extra work to find a manufacturer that has humane, kind working conditions, and also have a, a larger line to start off with more sizes. Obviously that's just more inventory. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, 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 again, I just really commend you for taking that approach. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And one thing that's really interesting too is you and Delaney and Summer, you all started the business when you were in your early 20s. And, you know, as young females starting a business, did you see any pushback in that? Yeah, definitely. Of course, starting a business is never easy. And I, you know, uh, to an extent, it's just kind of the nature of being young and starting a business a lot of people aren't going to take you seriously. And then of course, being women as well, it just, you know, doesn't, doesn't really help. Some people just really are kind of stuck in their ways and do, um, you know, do carry some biases with that. So we definitely, it felt like we really had to fight to get people to take us seriously, especially, you know, as you can imagine, it's not like we're just women starting a tech company. Like we are a very, female-centered company um, talking about like body positive swimwear to, you know, 50-year-old men who are the reality of the investors. Uh It's just kind of a disconnect, you know, like it's, it's just a little bit harder to explain why there is a need for something like this. And so, you know, of course, there were a few different times where we felt like, Ooh, I don't know if we really would have gotten those comments if we were older and if we were men. But, you know, for every for every comment we got like that, it was just kind of an opportunity to prove them wrong. And, you know, we're, we're really lucky that where, you know, we, we had a great education at Loyola Marymount and a lot of professors saw the vision and believed in us, even if they haven't experienced any type of, you know, body issues, swimmer shopping or anything like that, they really saw mm-hmm. the vision um, and supported us a lot. So I think it, it really, like, anytime you start out, you start your first business, it's just, it's really a lot how many people assume it's a hobby, assume it's a no big deal type of thing. It's very difficult to get people to take you seriously. Um, but I think that in in a positive way has made me really just want to double down on my work ethic and be like, I can, you know, I can entertain these conversations about like business that 
you might not assume like a 20 year old girl would be able to. Um, and so it, it has been a big drive um, to push me moving forward. And we've also been lucky to have some really amazing female mentors who have gone through similar experiences and can help us along the way and just help us become more confident. And I feel like so much more confident in business now than I did two years ago. And hopefully in a few years, I can start doing the same thing to, um, you know, women in business younger than me. I really think that that's fantastic that you want to give back and, you know, kind of extend an arm of like help for other women who are maybe just coming up in the business. Like that's something that you're already thinking about. So I think that's really fantastic. And also the fact that you want to, you know, channel this maybe negativity or pushback that you've experienced and like just use that to prove people wrong. And like, it's fueling you to be really successful with this business. I think that's amazing. And also, I mean, from a business perspective, regardless of what this is, like you said, it's, you know, a very female focused body positivity, you know, like that's what the brand is. But even for, you know, older male investors, objectively, it's like, there's a gap in the market, right? People are, like you said, you go on Google, like really high search volume for people that have experienced, mm -hmm. you know, almost like, you know, painful experiences when they're shopping for swimwear, right? People are saying like, these brands don't make me feel good. And you're like, here's a brand that will empower you and make you feel good about your body, no matter what your body looks like. So I think, again, that's just from a business perspective, it just makes sense. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's definitely the angle like we've tried to go. And then sometimes we've been super surprised and there's, uh, you know, like 50 year old men who will say, this is an amazing idea. Like I totally understand the problem. I totally see this niche you're targeting. So there's definitely been some like amazing feedback from people that you might not expect as well. Mm -hmm. And it's great to, you know, surround yourself with those people. Like you said, that people that do want to help you and believe in you and want to mentor you, because the more you kind of grow that network of people that believe in what you're doing, the better off you'll be right because then they can help advocate for your brand as well to their network totally totally so one thing that's also really cool about peachy keen swim is you have a non-traditional and I, i've never seen another brand do this maybe there are i've never seen it you have this non-traditional sizing chart can you tell me about that yeah um so as we were building the brand we were realizing you know looking into the pain points of swimwear shopping and i think anytime you're talking about shopping and the traditional sizes the sizing in the fashion industry is just a mess. Like you might be a size 10 in one store and then go to another store and you're a size six. Mm -hmm. Like it's just really inconsistent. And unfortunately, just because of the way our society is set up, people really put a lot of weight into the number sizes that they are. And like, if you go up or down a size, you might feel some negative feelings about that. Even if your body hasn't changed at all. There's just a lot of, you know, negative feelings and stigma around changing sizes. So we were thinking, what's a way that we can try to get people to realize that, you know, their body is beautiful at any size. Um, and we decided to come up with our self-love size chart. So every size is labeled with words of empowerment. Um, so I'm a size confident babe. And then, you know, if I went up a size, I'd be an empowered cutie. Um, so ev every size correlates to a different word of empowerment. And it was just our, you know, way to put a spin on the traditional sizes and just try to really hit home. You know, it's not just like we're marketing that 
we're size inclusive. It's not just that we're using diverse models. Like we really want this ingrained in the product itself to give you that experience that any size that your body is at is perfect and completely valid. So we have, you know, those sizes printed on all of the suits and those are, those are the sizes that everyone uses. And then we also created the suit to be very adjustable because people's bodies just fluctuate naturally and there really should be no shame in that. Um, so we wanted to create a suit that can grow and shrink with you just for whatever season your body's in. It's so like, innovative. <laughs> and, <laughs> Thank and, you. And, I mean, seriously, it's like uh, you don't see brands doing that. And that's something that's so memorable and that touches people at their core. It's like that is especially, yeah, if you've had negative experiences from suit shopping, I can say I've always been on the thinner side, but it's been, you know, I've had tough experiences too. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you go up a size and you're like, oh, you know, I'm not this size anymore. Oh, I feel really crummy about myself. And it right. shouldn't be that way. So for people to have put on a swimsuit and see that the label says like, you're a cutie, you're a babe. It's that's so cool. And so, unique. so like <laughs> you. props to you guys for thinking of that. Cause that's, I just, it blows my mind. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, another thing that Peachy Keen Swim does that I really, I really respect you guys for doing is you use your platform to speak out about social issues. Do you think that more brands need to do this? I think they definitely should. You know, for us, it was probably an easier choice than for other brands because we started trying to solve some um, pretty intense social problems and we yeah, we, it's just a huge part of our mission to try to be socially conscious and try to put out information that we genuinely want to see. So I do a lot of the Instagram social strategy. And over the past few months, after the coronavirus hit, we were really rethinking our strategy. And then of course, there's just so much happening in our society right now that we really didn't want to be quiet about. So we have just decided to um, start a blog and Instagram series where we're writing about a new social justice topic every week and putting it out on Instagram and our blog and Pinterest and any other social channels we can to try to spread the message about various issues going on in the fashion industry and then also just in our society in general. So we've made a lot of different infographics about fast fashion and the environmental impacts of fashion and also race in our society and specifically in the fashion industry and the ways in which the industry really and our society in general just needs to be better. And it's been it's been great. You know, we've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. And I think just on a personal level, I am really happy because it's been challenging me to learn more about some of the really deep rooted problems in our society. And I really want to make sure that we're growing a community of people who care about making the world a better place and are open to thinking critically about a lot of these issues. And the more we put this out, I think the more we attract that type of consumer, which is awesome for us, just you know, one, as a, from a business standpoint, you know, whenever you have people who understand the issues in the fashion industry, they're going to connect with our brand more. But then just on like a person to person level, it's just really great having a community of people who are just so, so intelligent and, you know, able to like contribute to these 
discussions we're having about the world. So I, I feel like I've, you know, seen myself and my team grow a lot as our understanding of social issues has deepened over the past few months. And I'm excited that I feel like our community, you know, we've attracted some new people because of it and just kind of like deepened our relationship with our community and you know, have been trying to position ourselves as a brand that really cares about trying to do the right thing and having such such a intelligent community be able to tell us what they want to see and give us feedback that we're really open to receiving. It's just been like a really great, like a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, it's been yeah. great for us, great for them. It's just been awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think it's really cool that you've been able to tie these social issues into your brand and it helps illustrate like these are why we have the brand values that we do because these issues do exist and we want to talk about these issues you know we want to educate people and yeah in the process all of you as business owners you're getting educated on issues as well and like you said bring people into your community that share the same values which I think is very important as a brand right you should be able to share your values and then you know, obviously your customers will be people that share those values as well. So, and that's incredibly powerful. And, you know, I, I agree, depending on the business you're in, it can be kind of intimidating to take a stance on social issues. But I do think, and I've said this before, I think it is increasingly becoming important for brands to have a stance, you know, because there are just so many brands out there, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a million great products. There's a million swimsuit brands, but yours, as an example, it stands out, right? Because people, People are seeing like, here's this company that's advocating so hard for, you know, representation of different body types and different races of models and sustainable production and all of these things. And that's like that it's, it's different, right? And it's important. And those are things that, you know, if other people have those values, they will be much more likely to buy one of your swimsuits than they will from, you know, any other brand. So I think that's really, really cool. And like you said, from just like a personal issue, it's a feel good thing, right? To know that you know, your customers are people that have similar viewpoints as you. Yeah, definitely. So one of the things that you have started for Peachy Sheen Swim is a YouTube channel. What was your motivation to start that? Yeah, um, so that came out of, you know, the craziness starting with the pandemic back in March. It's like we had spent the whole year gearing up for this summer swimsuit season and then the economy was going crazy, the world was going crazy, um, and we were just, you know, like this is this is probably going to be a wash. We're probably not going to get that many sales this season and that sucks, but we just have to focus on what we can control and maybe instead of focusing on selling this summer season, we're just going to have to accept the loss and just focus on creating content that really engages people because that's something that's fully within our control. And so why don't we just put our foot in everything, see what sticks, see what resonates. And that's really how our YouTube channel was born. Um, So we, I think back in April, started our YouTube channel, started this new blog series, started a TikTok, started a Pinterest, just really devoted all of our time to, um, you know, trying to create really deep connections with our audience. Um, And it's been really great because of the YouTube channel, we've been able to meet a lot of different, um, just amazing people in the sustainability space and who are working to make fashion just a better place. Um, And we've kind of got a, a cool marketing technique down where we can 
bring someone on to like record a YouTube video with and have an amazing discussion and then put that out throughout all of our different social media channels. And it's been it's been really awesome just, you know, getting to be creative on a new platform. TikTok for us has been like really a game changer in our business. But that is, you know, as I'm sure you and everyone who's listening to this podcast knows, it's always like, is it getting shut down? Is it not? Who knows? It's a very unstable marketing channel. So we're trying to do everything we can to get our audience on TikTok, just come back to YouTube, Instagram, all of our other channels. But I think, you know, that's one thing that I actually am really grateful for that I learned as a business owner in this pandemic is that, you know, when when things are going crazy, you just have to focus on what you can control. And I know they say like a lot of innovation comes out of really tough times where you have to get scrappy and have to think differently about your business. And just connecting more with our community has really worked out well for us. And we ended up having a like a way better season with sales than we ever thought. So kind of makes you even more appreciative when you assume that you're just gonna like have a terrible season and then it ends up being better than you expect. So definitely learned a lot the past few months. I think it's super cool that you guys realized that everyone was going to be at home and they were going to be on their phones and on their computers. And so you said, you know what, let's make more content content to connect with people. And YouTube is a really cool way to do that, right? Because people get to see more of who you are as a brand owner and you can share more of your story through that channel as well. And like you said, you can also take those videos and promote clips of it on different social media channels as well. So there's a lot of ways that you can kind of slice and dice the the YouTube video clips and turn them into other forms of content. And yeah, congrats that it ended up being a better, <laughs> a better sales season than you were. And <laughs> thank you. You know, always, you know, always really, really nice to have. So that's fantastic. Thank you. The last thing I wanted to ask you about is obviously I know that Peachy Keen Swim has many, you know, loyal friend advocates. I'm sure you've received many cool comments, but off the top of your head, what do you, what are like three of your favorite comments that you've received about the brand? Uh, you know, I think anytime someone messages us and says that they feel confident in their suit and that like they feel seen and represented in our advertising, that is just such a great feeling to feel like, wow, something we made can actually have an impact on someone else's life. That is just huge and, you know, never gets old at all. I'm so grateful that anyone even like wants to buy our swimsuits or just follow the content we put out. I think one comment specifically we got recently that just made me really happy to hear one of our models that we've used in a lot of our campaigns, um, Michaela, she's amazing. And she has a skin condition called vitiligo. And we had someone DM us the other day and just say, I just wanted to say thank you for using models with vitiligo because my daughter is six years old and has vitiligo and I've been showing her all of your pictures just trying to show her like you know there's so many beautiful people who look just like you and that was so touching just because you know, Summer Delaney and I really cared about this mission because we kind of wanted to be the brand that we wish we had growing up. And so, you know, just really hoping that the next generation can just have like a bit of an easier go and a better relationship with their body and what they look like. And you kind of, you kind of forget when you're just like working on the business so much, you kind of forget that you actually are having these impacts and connections in other people's lives. And I think just like hearing that you know, just a six-year-old can think mm-hmm. that 
this is normal. And this is, you know, because this is totally what all stores should be doing. This is the type of media that all kids should be seeing. So that was, that was really great. That's awesome. And, you know, it's it's a really big concern of mine that so much of the information that we're consuming now is very curated and very, you know, artificial or it's people's best angles or, you know, the best of their lives. And I think especially as a young kid growing up and seeing that would is incredibly tough, right? It's like at a completely unattainable standard. And that's why I think brands like Peachy Keen Swim are so valuable because then you see that and you see that contrast and you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's like people, you know, like that's, that's everyone, you know, I feel like you said, I, you know, people feel represented in that. So, you know, I really hope that more brands kind of follow your path. And I hope that Peachy Keen Swim continues to grow the platform and and get a wider audience because I think that what you're sharing is so important, especially for people that are, you know, you're younger, it's self-esteem can be tricky and yeah, it's, it's so, so incredibly important. And I'm sure all of that feedback is just so motivating for you as a business (laughs) owner. It's great to have great sales, right. But also realizing that your brand is making a difference in people's lives is incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much. I totally, totally agree. I think that the impact is just it just means so much and one thing that I think is kind of funny going through you know business school one thing people would always ask is oh well what if people just copy you like what are you going to do what if everyone becomes really size inclusive and uses diverse models and produces sweatshop free and I'm always like go for it. I really hope people do copy us like that. You know, as much as of course, we're a business and I'm, you know, it's, it's great that we're doing some things that aren't really popular yet. I think one of the most powerful things startups can do is really change an industry. And I think, you know, in terms of what's setting us apart, I think having a tight knit community is really something that is, you know, we're so lucky we have and we'll continue to grow. And that's something that like no one else can really ever take from us. But when, yeah, whenever people kind of say that, I'm like, well, I really hope they do copy this. I I would love to see that. So I, I really, I've, I've been seeing like a ton of positive change in the industry already. And so many consumers are becoming more aware and just wanting to support businesses that are in line with their ethics. So I do feel really positive about the industry changing and I hope it does. And I hope, you know, we can become even more sustainable, even more ethically produced, even more inclusive as we grow as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even though it, we are at a point of change now in the fashion industry, and like you said, more brands are becoming more size inclusive, they they have better representation, they are maybe taking more, you know, sustainable actions, you're still at the forefront of it, you're still early in this. And I think because of that, people will cite you as, you know, an inspiration, you know, it'll be like Peachy Keen Swim was one of the first brands to, to have like this level of inclusive sizing in their swimwear. So yeah, I mean, again, I just commend you for, for seeing the gap in the market and taking a stance, even when maybe some people didn't quite understand what you were doing, you saw the vision and you executed it and you're growing this brand like rapidly already. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Of course. And so before I let you go, Leah, can you just let everyone know where they can find you? 
Yes, definitely. So our Instagram is peachykeenswim, our website, peachykeenswim.com. We're on TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, all the same thing. And then my personal Instagram is Leah, L-E-A-H underscore S-U-L-L. So feel free to hit me up anywhere. Well, thank you, Leah, again, for being on the Market Smarter podcast. Thank you for sharing about your brand and all of the positive changes that you're helping make in the world of fashion. It's been so fabulous talking to you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was such a great opportunity. I really appreciate being on here. It was such a great time. If you're hearing this, thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope you found this information valuable. You can stay on top of the latest episodes by subscribing. Please share the show and leave a review if you can. See you next time. Let's continue to market smarter together.